0: Good morning, friends. Today we have a talk with Danny Palak, a friend and personal trainer. Danny shares her journey and struggles, like many, with weight and diets. We all have our pain points and challenges. If your life has been negatively affected by diets, I encourage you to listen to this episode and share. Let's dive in. Hi, friends. If you feel depleted and at times overwhelmed, searching for more, if you want to reclaim your voice, peace, and power, This show is for you. I'm Evelyn Glick. I love fashion, interior design, and spicy foods. I'm obsessed with personal development and human behavior. Here, I'll be discussing mindset, relationships, lifestyle, and so much more. I believe to live an empowered life, we must crush those limiting beliefs holding us back from stepping into our fabulousness because playing small doesn't serve anyone.
1: Here she is. Hi, Danny. <laughs> Hi. Um, so thank you for having me on here. Give us your full name. My name, my full name is Danielle. I go by Danny. My full name is Danny Palick. And I am a certified personal trainer and certified group instructor. So I teach fitness classes and I do one-on-ones and small group trainings. Lovely. And how has that changed since the pandemic? Basically, it just went from a live format into a virtual format. It very much a hands on endeavor. Before the pandemic, I was with numerous amounts of people in the gym, using equipment, non equipment. Now it's all in someone's home through either zoom like we're doing or facetime they use either no equipment or what they have on hand so i'll utilize anything from dumbbells to staircases to just body weight exercises it's actually fun and i found that people are, are actually finding more strength in this modality than when they were in the gym. A lot of times uh, machines work for you here. You're using your own strength. You're really focused on your goals, your mindset, and you're in the comfort of your own home. Yeah. There's no distractions or excuses really.
0: So tell us what got you to this health journey.
1: So initially when I was just about 15 years old, I was, quote unquote, the, the fat girl. And at that time, that was a very negative connotation. And, and unfortunately, it still is. I was made fun of for my weight. I was, I always felt inferior to people because of my weight. I also had just a lot of negative feelings towards myself because of my outward appearance. I couldn't fit into the same clothing size as my friends. I found myself trying to fit into clothing that didn't fit me just so that I could dress like my friends. It was demoralizing for me you know i would read shape magazine and i and they said you know 10 ways to the perfect body in 6 weeks and so i started exercising and dieting and followed all of these fad diets and i slowly lost weight would say to people oh what could i cut out of my diet that I could give up and just be good. Like there was like a morality around my food and the way I exercised. I didn't exercise because it felt good. I exercised because it made me lose weight. I stayed away from sweets for the majority of my teenage and adult years because that's what they said made you lose, lose weight. And I did. But then I had that tendency to say, well, oh, you should feel bad if you do eat that. As we all do, our entire society is inundated with this rhetoric that says, if you put that donut in your mouth, you're bad. And you have to either shame yourself or go to the gym for the next three days straight to work it off. And so I went through that mindset. And again, I'm not alone. This is not something that just a heavier body goes through. This is something that everybody in our society goes through. I found that I just wasn't happy. You know, everybody was praising me for having this lean figure and saying things like, oh, you're so beautiful. And I can't believe you were ever heavy. And I was beautiful when I was heavy. What are you trying to say? Like, why are you saying I look good right now? Did I look bad yesterday? So even compliments would upset me. And people would want to work with me because they wanted to look like me. And just realistically, nobody could ever genetically look like somebody else in terms of their their body size and and shape and weight everybody that works out and eats even if somebody did exactly what i did they could never look like me because they're not me i'm the only person in this body they're in their body and i and i pushed the rhetoric too because i fully believed it you know you're inundated with the fact that your weight Determines your health, your social status, your ability to function in life. And it's just not true. I realized that I was a lot happier before I got into this mindset. I was really happy and loving training my clients, but I was teaching them the wrong thing. I felt like, why am I pushing this on them? There is no basis in what I'm doing here. It's our society telling us that we have to look and feel a certain way. And it's big business profiting off of our insecurities. And it's unfortunate, because, you know, there's a lot of years that I would like to get back that I don't have, you know, wasted. What do you find yourself still struggling with? Struggling with when it
0: comes to eating healthy and staying in this mindset of, concentrating on and focusing on being happy and healthy as opposed to your weight?
1: What I still struggle with is what everybody struggles with. I'm sometimes look at myself and I say, oh, but I want to look a certain way or be a certain way. But I say to myself, what's more important? Losing a couple of pounds or feeling happy and feeling not stressed and tied down to an app that tells me what should what I should and shouldn't be doing exercise and food-wise. I should be listening to what does my body need. If I wake up one day and I had fully intended on exercising and I don't, so be it. That's fine. My body said, I'm too tired to exercise today. If I woke up and my body said, I want a chocolate bar, I'm going to have a chocolate bar for breakfast and no one is going to stop me. I might also have some fruit because I love fruit. I might have some yogurt with it, or I might just have that chocolate bar. And that's something that our society deems bad. I, it took me a very long time to get there. And I still feel when I'm not working out, I feel a little guilty. Like, shouldn't I be moving? Shouldn't I be doing this? No, Danny, you shouldn't be because your body's telling you it's too tired. Let it rest. There is no guilt associated with that. And that's why I tell my story because I want other people to not have to feel that way. Not that I can say it'll go away. It takes a long time to feel that happy feeling, but know that they're not alone and know that it takes a lot of work to get to the point where you're comfortable in your own skin and not focusing on the aesthetic aspect of it as the main priority, but focusing on the health of your mind and your body, focusing on the strength of it, there are things that my body wasn't able to do for a while because I just didn't have the nutrients in it to support it. And I was exercising to the point where I was just breaking down. When I started eating more and exercising more intuitively to what my body actually needed, I felt so much better. It's a a journey. a journey. It's a journey and it's something that I know there is a happy end to, where there is a place where you can be at one with who you are and be happy in movement. Have it actually become joyful. I found yoga this year with my friend Cher and she is a wonderful yoga instructor. Up until this year, I shunned yoga. I would do it. I didn't always enjoy it because I didn't feel the burn, you know, and I use the air quotes because they can't see that. (gasps) I love what yoga makes me feel. I love the combination of yoga and strength. There is something in the works between me and her just put that out there that we're, we're creating something that's going to be a nice hybrid of strength and yoga Nice. Um, we need that. That's lovely. It's something that that centers, and it's also something that makes us feel strong. And for me, those two modalities make me feel very, very strong and powerful. But I then come back to that place of I am not my outer appearance. That's one aspect of me. And it's a beautiful aspect. It, didn't, it doesn't matter if I'm 100 pounds or 300 pounds. It doesn't matter to me. What matters to me is who I am and who I exude to other people. Am I promoting my real self? Am I promoting a belief in oneself? Am I promoting a strength in oneself? Yeah, I am. And I might just be a personal trainer, but that's something that's important to me. And it's not just being a personal trainer. You find that you're again, intuitively, your body tells you what it needs, and it finds things that it needs. I show them some things that I know, and I help them through it. If they enjoy it, that's great. If they don't, I find something else that would work better.
0: Yes, thank you for opening up and being so vulnerable. This is going to be so important for so many women and men to hear. Because yes, you're not alone. You're not alone in the shame and the insecurities pushed on us all the time, that, that image of the perfect model that we see in magazines and in posts and great. There's, there's nothing wrong with being healthy and being thin, nothing wrong with that. It's the mindset behind that. It's, do you have to be a certain size to be beautiful, to be lovable and worthy? This podcast is about empowering women and motivating them to be their best selves. Whatever size that is, whatever shape that is, whatever height, whatever color, that's my goal here. So I wanted to bring you on because of that, because I see your post and it's about shifting that mindset that dieting is the way to do it and depriving yourself is the way to do it. And it isn't. The shame attached to eating a cookie or a donut or whatever it is has to stop. Food is not an enemy. And who said we all have to look the same? Now in full disclosure for the people who don't know me I I've been lucky enough but I do not have a weight problem but I come from a family where we are all different shapes, colors and sizes. So I w- was lucky enough not to have that shame attached to me but society gives you it anyways. you see it in the magazines you see it I I notice it in my in my workforce. We had a manager that was overweight and she was a lovely lady. I know she was looked upon differently. It has to change. Danny, do you want to interject
1: and add to that? Yeah, I was just about to say before you just said that, that weight does not denote health. Um, There is actually more unhealthy thin people than there are unhealthy fat people. And the negativity around just that word fat is so insulting because there's really, there shouldn't be a negative connotation to begin with. The reason that a lot of people in heavier bodies, in fat bodies sometimes are unhealthier is because they avoid going to the doctor. They go to the doctor and the doctor won't even look at them. They'll say, oh, they're coming to them for a cold. And the doctor won't look at them. They'll say, okay, you go lose some weight. You'll feel better. Come back. They're not going to want to come back. They have a cold. And so they avoid the doctor and they might have things that arise and they avoid going because of that shame that's put on them. And then they end up being sicker because there is no, there is no outlet for them to feel comfortable in a, in, a, in a room with a doctor that's just judging them for the size of their body. They could be perfectly healthy. It has nothing to do with the weight it took me a long time to get there. And look, I am not saying that I have perfect days where I go, oh, I don't, I look like crap. You know what I mean? We all have those days. But what I try to do is be kind to myself because I know I have those days. You know, some days I'm really feeling myself and I feel good, but it shouldn't really be about what I look like. It should be how I feel. Do I feel joy in what I'm doing? Do I feel, am I, am I healthy? Am I strengthening my bones? Am I, finding pleasure in everyday activities? Am I not stressing over things that logistically are just making me more stressed? I'm happier now than I've ever been. It took me a very long time to get there. And I don't want people waiting until they're 35 years old to realize that, you know, I want the younger generations being proud of who they are and and what they stand for not basing their self worth on a number on the scale, because it just doesn't mean anything.
0: Absolutely. But it's interesting, people assume that you're healthy immediately because you're heavy, and you're overweight. You know, my daughter, I don't know if I'm going to put this on the podcast or not. But my daughter had an issue about I'm going to say a year ago or two years ago, it wasn't not no 2 years ago, COVID makes everything yeah, I know. But distorted. <laughs> Two years ago when she came home and she said this little boy called a little girl fat. And mommy, am I fat? And I said, first of all, that was such a mean thing for that little kid to say because he was making fun. He wasn't just dating a fat like you're tall or you're half curly hair or whatever. He said it to make her feel bad. So much so then my daughter came home asking that and other little girls were maybe self-conscious about it. So where does it start? Where does it end? Really having the conversations at home. In my house, we don't talk about weight. It's not a thing that we discuss. Healthy and balanced is what we use. At least we try. You can't control what other people say in your home, family members or friends that come over. But I really try to make an issue of not because I know that that little boy two years ago made my seven-year-old aware. So the conversation has to be had like so many other issues that are coming on in our society now. It's really teaching kids from the very beginning to be accepting. It's using kindness as the way to treat one another. I wanted to ask you because obviously such a wonderful mental shift occurred with you. What made that shift?
1: So, okay. I had been in this diet brain for several years. I want to, since I'm 15 years old, I can tell you the date in which I started and i just i found myself getting unhealthier and unhealthier as the years went on things like i was working out and i and i wanted to be strong but i but the ultimate goal there was that i wanted to be thin and i have now what's called thin privilege i'm not going to be looked upon in society negatively because i live in a thin body you live in a thin body we're not going to be judged but i was unhealthier than probably all the people that were coming to me. And it slowly started going into not just my uh, personal life, but my professional life. My body was breaking down, especially as I hit 30. I was getting a lot more injuries than I had ever had. Um, I was teaching people how to safely exercise, and I but I myself was breaking down because I just couldn't get out of that diet mentality. Well, now I'm in the fitness world and people are coming to me because they wanna look like me. I have to keep my body the way it is, right? And, but I just kept getting sicker until the point where one day, a couple of years ago, I woke up and I was pretty much the worst I have ever been. My body was not working and I could barely lift myself up to be able to work. I mean, thankfully, after many, many tests, I found out that I had had an autoimmune disease called celiac but I had a whole host of other health-related issues regarding allergies and things like that because my body just wasn't healthy. And look, I was eating all healthy foods. That's where I was going to interject before, which is how I got to that healthy mindset was all I was eating was quote-unquote healthy foods, nutrient-rich foods. I was withholding things that were much like considered fad, or I would save them for quote unquote, cheap meals, where that's just a a term that now makes my skin peel. I started getting to the root of my um, own issues. And as I started to heal from that, I started to focus on things that would actually make me feel better. And I started healing my body. I was like, I'm not happy the way I am. I'm actually very unhealthy. People think I am so healthy from the outside. I might look what the society calls is healthy, but I'm not. And so I started listening to some podcasts from more uh, weight-inclusive trainers and dietitians, things like that, to, to get sort of like some ad- advice as to how I should go about helping myself. And along with the doctors that I was working with and things like that, I just happened upon, you know, terms like anti-diet culture and body neutrality and um, self-love and self-care, things that I wasn't doing for myself and was sort of telling people to feel while also telling them, well, you have to lose weight if you want to feel better. And It just, it wasn't the case, you know, listening to these things, listening to these podcasts and reading articles and gaining a sense of, oh, wow, allowing these things into my life that I didn't do, taking rest days, having a healthy work-life balance, eating more (laughs) and not, not guilting myself over things that I would put in my mouth. And then finally exercising because I wanted to. Good for Um, you. And I just was like, this is really living. And I and it's and it's funny because I mean, the world is kind of closed down right now. But I have felt more myself in the past two years than I have, and and even more so during the pandemic than I have in the past. What was it? I'm um, 20 years. Like I'm remembering things that I love and. I'm not so food focused and exercise focused. I'm actually experiencing things. Even with the world closed down, I'm still, you know, engaging my mind and spreading a message that I find really, really important. My body is working for me now. You know, my body is telling me daily what it needs, what it wants. I mean, look, I said at the beginning, I still have those days, you know, it's, it's in us. It is inundated in our culture to look at our bodies and shame ourselves, but I, I have less of those days and I take training my clients from a different perspective. I focus on what could help them make their body stronger, make them feel healthier, make them feel joyful. Let's, let's take exercise. Let's take shame and guilt out of exercise. Let's not label things as bad or good, or let me do this to work off the fries I ate yesterday. And unfortunately, that is something that everybody feels. And the more and more I post, people seem to be into what I'm posting, but they don't fully understand it because there is really very little rhetoric outside of this small group of, of body neutral trainers and dietitians that really it's just such an unknown factor. And it's hard for people to grasp because they still have things like the thing that's been driving me nuts is the wellness industry. Mm. Um, Like for instance, a a very well-known weight loss company changed their name to just two letters because they don't wanna be considered um, weight exclusive. Meanwhile, their point system is calorie counting, is it not? Yes. So is that not a diet? Yes, it is. Don't tell me that you're not a weight loss system. A couple of years ago, they tried to push that on teenagers and little kids. And it's getting to the point where it's younger and younger, unfortunately. And wellness companies are part of that. And to try to, to change their outlook, but still have a point system and then say, well, if you don't go within this point system, you'll have to pay. You literally have to pay or something, from what I hear, if you if you don't reach your goal weight. That's yeah. just insulting. Inside, something happened. Something
0: shifted inside you where you realized that the number of them, maybe you were a certain size, but you weren't feeling good. And your body was telling you, because the body has a way of communicating when it's not aligned. We break down in other ways.
1: And so I, I had to unalign myself, so to speak, with that aspect. I couldn't promote exercise based on a quote unquote thin ideal because I saw firsthand that it just was it was unattainable because we're never going to be happy trying to reach for this ideal that just doesn't exist. It's an unfortunate um, uh, industry that promotes this unhealthy view of ourselves. I've really, really tried hard in the past couple of years to, say that it, it's okay to be you, be you, let your body tell you what it needs. It doesn't need a specific amount of, uh, of calories given to you by some generic calorie counter. Uh, a computer will never know what your body needs. And to force yourself to work out when your body's tired because you feel guilty from something you ate, that's not okay either.
0: Absolutely, it's, it's listening to yourself and getting informed to what works. Mm-hmm because the heart and our muscles and our bones need to stay healthy. Do it the way that feels good. At the end of the day, it should not feel like a punishment. Celebrate it and feel good about it. There's a certain energy that comes from from having a good walk or or a good exercise regime, whatever that works for you. Whatever feels good that doesn't have guilt or shame attached to it.
1: Find joy in what you're doing. Find a place where You're not working out for aesthetic. You're working out for the health of your whole being. It's, I mean, could you lose weight? Sure, but it shouldn't be the goal. You could gain weight. You could stay the same. You want something that's going to help you feel strong mind and body and be proud of yourself and find joy in what you're doing. We only have one life and to spend it feeling guilt and shame, it's so counter to what life is actually about that's not happiness changing
0: the relationship with food to a little bit now
1: it's a hundred percent absolutely there is a a way in which your body tells you what it needs but it's very hard for your body to tell you what it needs when you've been dictating to it for so long so you have to teach your body to you have to teach yourself to learn your body cues am i hungry Okay, if I'm hungry, let's eat. Let's not replace that with sparkling water. Let's not replace that with gum and cigarettes so that we don't eat, you know? All of these diet tactics that were thrown at us over the years. Let's nourish our body. And if we overeat, okay, maybe that maybe we needed to. Maybe we felt that it was okay. There's there's no judgment. Take the judgment out of food. You know, eat things that are nutrient dense. Eat things that are not nutrient dense. But your body is telling you what it needs. It's something that's very difficult for our society to wrap their brains around. We're fortifying ourselves and keeping ourselves healthy. Healthy. I used to say to my clients, "Oh, I haven't had a donut in quote unquote." Fill in a number, and they're like, "Wow, you have such willpower!" And they were looking at me with, "Oh my God, that's amazing!" And I'm there going in my head going, I'm freaking hungry. I want that donut. No amount of anything else that I'm putting into my body is going to cure that because all I'm thinking about is that donut. And unfortunately, it's not just me. It's a very disordered way of life to be so food focused. Let it be a part of your day. Let it give you joy and let it give you nourishment, but that's it you know, let it be what it is. Once you take that importance away from it, once you take that guilt and shame away from it, makes it makes life a lot easier because you're not so focused on what is that going to do to me once I eat it.
0: Yes. And to remind ourselves that your worthiness has nothing to do with the number. Hallelujah! You know yourself, once you really figure that out, that you're worthy of love.
1: There are very few people that can actually look in the mirror and see what's actually there, Right. you know, we see it's called body dysmorphia. And unfortunately, it's a lot more prevalent than we think. But when you have a sense of self and you are proud of yourself and you wake up every day and you know you have a purpose and you and you find joy in things that you might not have found or you didn't have time to do because you were spending hours on MyFitnessPal or doing something that you just weren't aligned with, you find out who you are again. You know, you take that aspect out of it you're not counting points, you're not counting calories, you're not spending three hours in the gym trying to attain something that's just never going to make you happy, regardless of how small or big or whatever it is, fill in the 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 adjective or the verb or whatever word you want to use. And it's just never going to be there, because you're never going to find what you're looking for. Because what you're looking for is really happiness and peace. And you're just stressing yourself out more. Everybody has their own path. Everybody everybody should do what works for them. So I'm not judging other people. I'm saying for me, that's a very unhealthy way for me to be. I get very hooked on all of those things. And I know a lot of other people do too. So I'm talking from my own experience and I have faced judgment before and I don't like judgment good or bad. I always question it.
0: I want to ask you about what advice would you give the listeners to stay grounded and health-focused instead of diet-focused?
1: Find something that makes you happy. For me, I love dancing. I am a terrible dancer, but I love to do it. And it gives me happiness and it it's exercise and it keeps my heart healthy and it makes me feel strong and silly. And my dog thinks I'm nuts when I'm dancing around the basement, but it is what it is. It makes me happy. Find what makes you happy. Okay. Three rapid questions. Happiness is? Rory, my dog. Aww.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The world needs blank. What do you think the world
1: needs? Some more understanding, Mm. love. I would like to be remembered for? Just me, just who I am and what I represent, that I'm a good person, Mm. that I found happiness no matter how long it took, found it. Thank you so
0: much, Danny, for this conversation, this very important conversation. Do you have an Instagram account that you would like the listeners to follow you or Facebook?
1: Oh, I do. Okay. My Instagram handle is inclusive underscore body underscore fitness, or you can look me up from my actual name, Danny Palick, And then my Facebook is just my name, Danny Palick.
0: Thanks again, Danny. Wonderful conversation. Thank you for being vulnerable with us. Bye. Listeners, I hope you enjoyed and benefited from Danny's open-hearted conversation everyone's journey and struggles are different. This was hers. I encourage you to find your balance and lifestyle, whatever feels right and authentic for you. Let's remember, good health is a combination of both physical and emotional state. That's all for today. Sending big hugs of appreciation for your time. Bye now.